Where I live, it's a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, where you are, it's Wednesday. It could be midnight. It could be lunchtime. It could be another day besides Wednesday. Who knows? But regardless, this is another episode of Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean. Uh, you guys are awesome for listening. Normally at this point, I would say, and uh, you know, um, I'd welcome the, what I, you know, jokingly started referring to as the better half or the better fraction, however I started wording it, of the podcast. But uh, Sir John is not here today. He had a family situation. He wanted to go, um, uh, I guess, just kind of be with a loved one. That it's, it's not a serious thing. I know when people say stuff like I just said, you think it's serious. It's not. Think of, <laughs> uh, uh, before I say that, because I want him to kind of riff on it with me. Ladies and gentlemen, also here is the greatest ghost of all time. Boo. He would be the king of ghosts, like LeBron is the king of the Lakers and basketball. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chris. What up, Chris? What up? What up? But I was going to say John's situation would be like a castaway Tom Hanks and an ice skate. Is that fair? That's fair. <laughs> I'm getting an echo, by the way, from you. Uh, I've got an echo? Yeah, I'm getting... Okay. You're you're hearing an echo? Yeah, I'm hearing myself. Not uh, right now. It's fine. Let's see. I'm not sure what it was. We're good now? Yeah, as far as I know, we're good. Sorry, okay. everyone. No worries. We... We uh we we have been recording. You know, you guys know that COVID's thrown curveballs even at us. The quarantine made us have to, you know, be virtually. In the middle of that, I decided to fall off of a motorcycle. And, and <laughs> I don't think you just, decided to do that. <laughs> I didn't really choose to do that. But I mean, things have just been, you know, cray cray since about what March here in the states. Yeah. And uh, we tried to keep recording in person, and that just didn't happen, and it can't happen yet. I think we're getting close, possibly. It'd be I funny mean, if we decide. I we feel could. we probably at this point, given the fact that we all work from home, yeah, our area is actually really, right now at least, I, I hate to say knock on wood because, you know, I think the country is actually going up right now, but we, we here where right. we are, it's actually a lot, very low from where it was like, say, July. July was our yeah. death period, <laughs> which was when <laughs> and, actually when you got you know, yeah, the like, end of the end of June and early July. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it continues to trend. My gut tells me, uh, the colder it gets, we might yeah. have another wave. We're we're so lucky. Just be- <laughs> we're lucky that it probably for us won't be till January, February, because that's really about the only time it gets to a point where people are one hundred percent not going outside. That I was gonna, I thought you were going to say the word cold, and I was going to say, well, funny story. Uh, I'm going to DJ this weekend at a bar that's an open air bar, and and it's for the first time ever in October, it's going to be in the 40s on Friday night. There Thanks a lot, weather. <laughs> but no, um, wherever you are in the world, please be safe. Uh, for sure. I know there are. We know people who don't believe COVID's real, whether or not you believe it's real or not. Wear a mask. Just don't do cough it. on people. Be safe. We're going to keep trying to bring you this show and, and what all this came around to is hopefully one day we can be around each other again and, yeah. and have that vibe. You know, it is what it is. And make production uh, 1000% yeah. easier <laughs> on a- anybody. Yes. Uh, <laughs> John is the only one who hasn't produced this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Chris, old school weekly game chat, produced it every week. He's kind of, as he's come back, he was running uh, a program through our uh, Discord. Yeah. Today, we're going old school. We're going through our old program. Yeah, we um, are. Which is great. I actually, I'm really tempted. I've never told you this, but I'm really wanting to possibly buy it to have. Just you know, have. if I had known that, I would have told you because I think it might have been on sale here recently. <laughs> Sorry. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, what, what's been going on? We can talk about football. We can talk about basketball. We can talk about uh, the Apple event today. Talk about uh, unless it's on the, is it on the thing? Yeah, no, it's on the news because okay. he sent that last night when he had to dip. Yeah, but um, we could talk about senators and their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we can do whatever we want. I do got to say, uh, let's not talk about. I don't want to talk about Alabama Old Miss because. Lane freaking Kiffin, man. Oh my God. That was tough. Yeah, on one hand, on one hand, I'm so proud proud of Najee Harrison and Mac Jones for carrying Stepping us. Up. You know, yeah. but on the other hand, you're like, man, this is what happens when, you know, you don't get to go through the normal processes of preparing for games that you usually would have, right? Like usually you would think like, yeah, we usually play Old Miss at the end of September to early October, but we've had a game against the USC. We've had three or four games against, uh, you know, kind of just random scrubs, maybe not three or four games, but you know, like one or two games and then another SEC game to, to get yourself in motion. Right. And here it's like, Hey, that's great that you beat Texas A&M last week, but here's another team this week that's ready to take advantage of the fact that you can't play a bunch of yeah. your young kids for extended minutes so that if people get tired, they have to come in completely just raw and yeah. and exposed. Yeah, and it does it didn't help uh some of you who know we're Alabama fans as would say, "Well, did you see coach Saban?" try to hint that Lane Kiffin was stealing signals. I don't think, and I'm no. not one of those fans who who thinks, and you just heard Chris say me either, that he was stealing signals. What I do think, Chris, you can tag on to this, is uh, if when you're an Alabama fan, guys, uh, you may some of you may throw up when I say this, but every team wants to beat Alabama. And if there's anyone who has a roadmap <laughs> – on the, I mean, like, in yeah. more so, like, the thing, like, with a lot of the Alabama assistants the last couple of years, I would say, outside of now Jeremy Pruitt and uh, before him, uh, Kirby Smart, right? Like, most of the Alabama assistants, when you consistently hear this thing of, like, no one who's been a Saban assistant has ever beaten Nick Saban. A lot of those guys, Jimbo Fisher, Mike D'Antoni, they're from, like, his, you know, before the Lane era, right? Type yeah, people. early. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin knows that offense, and more importantly, he knows the changes that the defense has gone through to keep up with the changing SEC. So he knows how to expose it. Yeah, yeah. and Lane also has this uh, X factor where I can't remember another coach who's not afraid to take a jab at Coach Saban. He takes a jab at everyone. Yeah, that's why he, everyone right. Him. He doesn't just stop at Saban, right? No. He'll he'll jab anyone. I love it. I mean, this whole entire week, what was he, he was on Paul Feinbaum and uh, Paul brought up something. He said, "Oh, that's rat poison." And you just, yeah, as you're a saving guy, you know exactly what he's talking about. 
for all of you folks who don't know about SEC football on the collegiate level or don't care, uh, or if you're like, hey, I know about football, but I'm a Big 12 fan. Well, guess what? We play Big 12 football now. So that was part of why I didn't want to bring up Ole Miss. Um, So there's that. Shout out to the Big 12. Right. (laughs) Mike Gundy's mullet. (laughs) Yeah. And a bunch of two and two teams. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. Um, This week's going to be a big week. It's this 2020 year. It's Georgia hate week. If you're an Alabama fan, and it's Alabama hate week, if you're a Georgia fan, I Georgia's already Georgia. played Auburn. They've already played Tennessee. For mine, like, you know what? For right. my understanding, like uh-huh. I didn't realize this. I thought like, the game got moved. Apparently, Auburn requested the game to be moved. Yeah, I, prior I, to I had heard that. Yeah, because yeah. they were tired of basically saying we end October playing LSU, then we have to go play Georgia, then we have to go play Alabama. It's a fair yeah. point on their point, you know, but. Apparently, it didn't work out for him this year. It turns <laughs> turns out. But it's just crazy that these, these games are being played early, but I understand it's out of necessity. And yeah. we want to get the games in. And I, man, I, I love it. I, yeah, I would love a future. I mean, if this is not a call oh, for, uh, if this is not a call for, like, going forward, I, I wish the NCAA was a lot more centralized where it was like, yes, everyone's going to play either n- – probably not 10 division games, but everyone will play nine division games. <laughs> and then also we'll play like one or two games against other, you know, top five, uh, conference schools. Like, sorry, what they call no. the power five. Yeah. And maybe, well, maybe you do like two of those and maybe one of the group of five schools. No, no, no more of this, you know, double a stuff coming in or just, Looking for, yeah. you know, I don't want to play the yes. Raging Cajuns for like the 900th time in the last 15 However, years. However, historians will point out that Northern Illinois once beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. They did do that. That was terrible. And let's not talk about <laughs> Arkansas State and Auburn. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Odd times, boys. Right. Uh, if you're a fan of soccer, I'll, I would, I'll pivot to that real quick. Who? Hope you're enjoying the international break. Chris, an international break is when the clubs of the divisions like say the premier league or la liga or what have you uh-huh. uh their players go play for the country so uh, there's uh-huh. a term in soccer for club and country when you talk about a player that's called the olympics the well it's not the olympics uh uh-huh. that's also not going to ever happen again chris because of covid but uh <laughs> that's go- the the they're, they're taking an international break hey that i got a squirrel moment now squirrel does that mean the flame for the olympics is going to never move again I'm sure we'll have an Olympic flame again. Did um so at one point in the nineties, yeah, I'm dating myself. Mm-hmm. I lined up on a road in a in the city, mm-hmm. in the city where I'm from. City of Compton. City of Compton. And the flame, a runner came running by. He was taking the flame up to Atlanta. Yeah. Were you here for that? Did you get to see that? I had not moved down here. So that was what, ninety six and yeah. I moved down in ninety seven. Well, I think they had to run through. You weren't even in the state. You were still up north. Yeah, I was in Maryland. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of weird. It was a blur. Dude was moving. Uh, the flame goes by, and there you go. Um, as we mentioned, Apple had an event today. You excited, Chris? Do you see anything uh, that? I mean, we if they put that, uh, the little home, mini home, whatever they called it, I think it's like $99, but. 
if at some point it's on sale like the Echo, I'll probably just get it because I have an iPhone and it would just be easier for integration. I saw several folks that I follow on Twitter. Twi- Twitter. Uh, the Twitter. Uh, I think one of them was Ryan McCaffrey of yeah, IGN. He on IGN? Yeah. He was saying right now he has a 10 mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of dinged up. So he's thinking about getting that 12 Pro. I don't think they want to. I have the one after the the 10 R or whatever or the XR. I've got a 10 R. Yeah. Yeah, and I just uh, I'm about to pay it off here next month and it's same. performing fine. So I'm kind I, of I think you and I are the same, right? If if it starts messing up or if we lose it, sure we'll get a 12, it, but it's not like how it was say 4 or 5 years ago where it really felt like in those 2 year periods you you just were missing so much if you did not upgrade your phone. Yeah. Now it feels more of like I would akin it to a lot like graphics cards are now, right? Like I think for those who have had a 660 forever, and especially if they were doing 1080p gaming, right? Now that the 3080 and 3070, and of course eventually when the 3060 gets announced, which will probably be next year, I'm sure, like uh, all that is now when they're thinking, this is when I upgrade. This is the time I do this. You know, and if you think about it, that that card came out, 1660s were... uh, what like around 2016 so you know you're talking about five years before they really are starting to feel you know i think now with the 38 and the new consoles here they'll probably have to upgrade here in the next two years but and it's funny we have a friend who built the computer he's wanting Hmm. to get a 3080 uh our friend of the show jeff let him borrow his 1060 and this guy's a console gamer tv gamer you know flat screen 85 inch TV or whatever, and he plugs in the 1060 on a really good computer he's built on a monitor, and he cannot believe the clarity and the smoothness. And yeah, it's it's <laughs> had, it, it's crazy. It's why I went ahead and upgraded my TV because I think honestly, the best thing is the fact that you have free sync and G sync, whichever one you're using. It's, it's a game changer fantastic. once you start using yeah. that. No back. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. To, up, gentlemen, to update you on Chris's quest for a 3080, he still does not have one. No, uh, but there's a path now. He has a path. Yeah, I've got multiple paths. I don't, I'm praying. Yeah, I don't know if it will happen by console day. Um, it we'll probably see. won't. But. And that's the what, he, what so Chris told me, and I'm not. I, I'm going to loosely hold him to it. I hope it works out this way. But if he were to get a 3080, mm-hmm. it's secured at Xbox Series X pre-order. Yeah. Um, I really want one of those. I don't know why. I want to play the crap out of one. Chris was like, "If I get a 3080, I'll sell you the pre-order, and we'll be good. I'll, I'll be good until I eventually want a Xbox or it, yeah, a would, ginormous PlayStation." I I don't think like the the issues with these consoles like i think the biggest thing right now from a console standpoint the only thing that i could only play the next gen version of right right now would be nba 2k right that that's it like you know if i have a 3080 then i'm i can easily play watchdogs cyberpunk and uh what you call it uh you loosely say 2k but dude that's your jam yeah, it is. Like, that's your... And I have to say, this week, <laughs> you know, like, this was the week because um, I don't think John put in the news, so I'll, I'll cover it. Like, so this week they finally started laying 
uh, Xbox let them kind of show off two things. One, two things. Uh, they let them finally actually show some Series X games. Not the biggest ones, but Yakuza and um, uh, Dirt 5, right? But then they also let streamers and everything demonstrate quick resume on multiple titles. And I was like, when I was looking at that, I was like, you know, this is might be the thing that starts to win people. Those people who over the last three, four years have converted to PC because it's just such a better experience, right? Again, yeah. like I think I've said this before, is like all those PC perks are coming in, but the quick resume thing is the one thing that the consoles, the next generation from what I watched, that is the killer for PC in terms of like the one feature they have. Because even here on PC, you'll attest to this, like whether you're firing up Star Wars or Cyberpunk, yeah, it's fast, but like you have to, you're not going to be able to run multiple things where you can just open one thing eight seconds apart, right? Yeah, there's no window tabbing and having multiple things running. Or, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen this demonstration that Chris is talking about, yeah, it is so cool. In like, it's so cool to know that like if i'm playing a game like 2k and i'm getting frustrated right because i mean i'm I'm playing on the higher difficulties or whatever never lose no when i get to the higher difficulties and i'm and i'm going to teams like i'm i'm challenging myself there are games i get furious furious (laughs) with my freaking teammates when i'm like you were 20 feet open (laughs) dude i laugh because any sports games in the past i played when there is a there's a point right yeah, you're the god of your your difficulty, so you bump up. Yes, and then all of a sudden you're you not. Beat. You're and not. it's it's so frustrating, and that's what Chris is talking but, about in NBA. But to know I get upset, and then I can just go, you know what? Pause, click. All right, let's just go play some Cyberpunk for three hours. You know, pause, click. Uh, now I want to jump into Assassin's Creed, and no, like I don't have to keep opening up because I think it's like six games. I'm guessing the PS5 is the same way with theirs. Yeah like that you can just cycle between uh consistently and i can't think that would be constantly rotating rotating out those six games so you know i don't either remember it's like back in the day when you had the disc changer in the car i never went through all the discs exactly you you weren't you didn't need 100 (laughs) you just need you need five (laughs) what what did i see today uh Keep me on time. I got I set my timer late. You're, I don't want to go too too far. You don't even have to do that today. I could tell you exactly where you're at. Okay. Yeah, you're at 19 minutes and 15 seconds. So we're getting yeah, we're getting close, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to get into the topic. But I saw uh, somebody doing a cloud save feature, but they were playing the game on their refrigerator door. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Apparently what now you said? can run <laughs> games on your refrigerator. I don't know why you would need to, but I mean, somebody's was, cooking dinner and you're like. Remember, um, game. there was like an april fools one year where i think it was amazon did it where they like yep we're bringing skyrim to a tv <laughs> or uh, not a tv uh <laughs> to a refrigerator and you're just like why <laughs> oh my goodness and as we get ready to go into the topic whoa uh, we, we do have to say oh you got one more thing there's one very important thing okay yeah i was gonna talk about uh the the lakers there's a four-time champion now. Yeah, I was going there. Yeah, some Wolf people Rose, say he's now the greatest player to ever play the game. Start the debate. Uh, I did. I wanted to save it till last because I kind of felt. I don't want to say bad, but we know how Justin Platt feels about the Heat. He shouldn't be feeling bad. He shouldn't. His team uh, 
for justice, just remember this. Your team before the season was given 75 to 1 odds to just make the finals. So you've already blown your expectations, you know, through Y'all the roof. busted. And, and basically, <laughs> the, the only reason you didn't get there any further was that you, you just don't have the squad yet. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's not anything else. Y'all played great for what you could. Yeah, they got two games out of the series. Yeah. Platt hopped into my personal Discord uh, one day. Uh, we were hanging out, and we learned. I guess I learned why he's a Heat fan. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. He was very excited about the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to say, even though you lost, the Lakers deserved it. They were the better team. Yeah. But uh, I did see on your social media today, Platt, that you got an interview at a law firm. Ooh. That was one of your dream law firms. So, sir, we appreciate you. We're going to go ahead and sign you up as the official lawyer for the Weekly Game Chat podcast and community. We're suing Apple, um, too. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> We don't know what happened to Lawyer Rob from Virginia. He's around. He's around. Shout you out come to him on retainer. Yeah. You're on one dollar re- <laughs> retainer. <laughs> but um, you know, congrats, man. You're working on big things. And shout out to everybody in our community. If you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, I'll go ahead and before we get on the topic, remind you we do have a Discord. Shoot us into a direct message somewhere and we'll get you the invite. But Chris, if you're ready, um, let's talk about a game we both played this week, huh? Was it LeBron James? Oh wait, you didn't you didn't get the memo? I played Crash. Oh, this is gonna be a really bad week. <laughs> this is like mixing two songs that don't go together. You can't cross the streams. <laughs> oh no. All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the top, you know what? It's just me and Chris. Let's remix this up and go old school. Chris, let them know where we're at. The topic is Star Squadron! <laughs> yeah. We got to, um, every once in a while, we got to play just the tip game and, you know, make you guys happy. What? What happened? Ooh. But yes, uh, we have both played a game. I, do you know if John played this game? John got it too. And I think he, because he was asking me, he's like, did you play with mouse and keyboard? Did you play with joystick? And I was like, why would you not play a flying game with a thing that is a, literally the thing that a pilot uses? <laughs> yes. I will tell you this. So, and, and I'll talk about this more and Chris is going to talk about it and we're going to give you all of our thoughts and prayers on this game. But I, because prayers. you just brought that up. I, I I played it in VR on purpose only, and I got the the VR sticks ready to go. And mm. then it's a controller. <laughs> then I went, why would I need VR sticks, dummy? Yeah, I think even um, I played a little bit on the Oculus, and I don't even think it will let you use the uh, Oculus Joy Cons. Like you have to use oh, the. They're called Joy Cons, not not VR sticks. Whatever you call them, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm being funny because I obviously make messing that up. But yeah, if if you guys remember. Chris Chris was excited from day one on this. I used to play Rogue Squadron, man. You used to play Rogue What are these games called? Uh, Dogfight type games, right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You whatever know, you're talking about, Ace like, Combat or whatever. Yeah. You know? And I was I was not team squadrons. Like, I, w- I saw the, the reveal and I was like, eh. 
Well, the game, I don't know how I saw it or when it was announced, but the entire experience could be in VR. Mm-hmm. Chris dabbled in VR and I chose to only be in VR. And I got to tell you, initial thoughts have, I've, I've done a 360. And um, as we get into the review and what we like and don't like and all this, yeah, guys, uh, playing a, a, a space game where you got dog fights and flying around in VR has changed your boy. If there's ever a flying game, you know, it, it's why Microsoft is making flight simulator in VR, right? No man's skies in VR. I think elite dangerous is as well. Um, and it, it's not everything is a perfect fit for VR, but flight absolutely is just because, you know, it's it's something where whether you're gonna use these kind of joy joystick things that come with like an Oculus or whatever, or you're talking about just using a standard controller, it works. I don't think a lot of people are gonna experience the sometimes, you know, the motion sickness that happens when you're walking freely around because your body is being tricked to think you're in a seat and if you're playing seated it it feels right, right? So it does. It you know, does. it's funny. It I works. was going to slightly caution. It's yeah. you're absolutely right. What you said, I, I, I played it on PSVR and there were one or two times where I don't feel like if I was a seasoned VR guy, yeah, it might've gotten me, but that was because of my insane flying. I was trying to be Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker and wedge Antilles all in one. <laughs> Barrel roll stops, boosts. Barrel roll. It was insane, and I should not have done that. But yeah, uh, do you have the information for the game pulled up to set up where where it came from and when it was released and all that, or do you want me to do that? I mean, I don't mind. It came out on October fifteenth from Motive, which is an easy. Yeah, yeah. If you got, yeah, I mean, I, I just game that, Yeah, do <laughs> it. Do the thing. Do the intro. Or not October fifteenth. It came out like what a week ago, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, About it. It came out last Friday. We both got it. It was yeah. a game. Uh, the developers, like Chris said, motive studios is being They're, published by EA. Motive is the folks who did the single player story for, um, for Battlefront two. And that is why, uh, and, and Chris learned later. And I think he relayed that to me or something along those lines, uh, that the community thought that this was originally an expansion for Battlefront two. Yeah, wouldn't and be, then we, we what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be a bad guess to think like that's where their starting point was. Yeah, sure. I I didn't play Battlefront two. I don't know the story. I don't know if these characters had appearances in Battlefront two. And by these characters, I mean the two. I don't. I guess it, it, when you fly in this game, you are a character in each one of the squadrons, right? Mm. And and we'll get into what those are. But there are. I think there are two main characters that you're kind of following the story on yeah i can't i can't remember their names i mean to me the story is there and it's fine and it's kind of like a typical i would say what you expect when you're talking between empire and you know yeah and rebels type story you know uh of course the the empire is all about betrayal and and you know just disgust at these rebels uh and you know uh whatever (laughs) the rebels are like we got to do this you know it's it's all kind of predictable in that sense so i didn't really get too in depth but the idea is like when it starts out you get this little prologue where you have two kind of main story characters uh that one is kind of like the leader the other is an apprentice they're both for the empire 
one of them breaks off from that. We won't say who, but it kind of sets this chain reaction where your avatar that you can personally create on both sides, you can have two unique ones, can make them whatever you want to look like, which really doesn't matter because you see them like on a loading screen. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but, I think you might see them when you play multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like if that's you're gonna, about it. Yeah, yeah. but um, for... The most part, you're getting a story of like these two former, uh, you know, companions now made rivals of like the old leader versus their Padawan or whatever you want to call them, the apprentice, and yeah. dealing battle, trying to surprisingly, I would say the most thing that did surprise me, kind of establish order post Return of the Jedi. I thought this game would mainly be taking place up to Return of the Jedi, but that is one of the no, big no. shocks. Like pretty much I, after the second mission, Jedi is over and we are into uncharted territory, which was kind of interesting. It was kind of cool. I, and I like that it, it, I, I think it's canon. You can yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think any game that comes out now by yeah, Star Wars is right. canon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, they, they mention indoor a lot because it's a, it's a past tense um you know battle that happened and they they bring it up a lot what i do like is that they they brought in they do mention characters from the past uh mm. they there's characters that are if you follow along on the star wars series like rebels or anything post there's a lot know, of rebel stuff there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the game which i thought is is fantastic mm. uh i i i i just i loved it because i'm a star wars you know kind of geek when it comes to that there yeah I, like i wondered how you would like that kind of stuff but you picked up on it i did um the big thing but getting back to what you just said like i did like with endor you know the fact they're showing the different i guess the juxtaposition of like how each side is reacting you know if anything like endor for the rebels feels like this rallying point to push forward to start you know really trying to take back the galaxy whereas the fetter or you know, the Galactic Federation, of course, sees it as kind of like a Pearl Harbor moment for them, right? You know, yeah, they blow up. A There's even star. one. It, 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 you have an you have an option. Um, I guess in between missions, you have an yeah. option. You'll see like little bubbles over different characters, and I clicked on one. Mm-hmm. She was she was in the Empire, and she's she's very unhappy that the Empire lost Endor, right? Yeah. In this dialogue you have with her, and the tone of her voice. And and the story she's telling you is, yes, they killed our, our emperor, you know, but we are still the empire, and the new republic mm-hmm. is not what the empire is. Correct. These rebels have to; they have to die. We have to eradicate them. Yeah. Um, and they still have this fight about them, even post Endor, where you know all of the fans and everything that you've ever seen about Star Wars. If you don't dive headfirst into all that. You think, you know, indoor Ewoks, they win, it's mm-hmm. over, you know, yeah. and, and you think that until J.J. Abrams I, movies I, come out. And, I actually, you know. um, I liked more so with the Empire and everything, right, what they were kind of showing, which is to say, like, look, just because just the king is dead does not mean, like, that, you know, the snake is dead kind right. of type of thing. And it's like showing these fractions and, and how it almost plays to the predictability sometimes of the Empire of, you know, people are very deceitful and, and, you know, maybe it, 
it shows kind of like where the hardships of like that kind of stuff come from a war perspective where all of a sudden everyone's got different objectives. There's not one concise leadership pushing everyone in one direction. Right. So it was interesting to see those fractions where like, there's a part where there's a uh, Colonel or whatever that that's like, well, you're here in my area now. And since I'm ranking officer over you, you're going to do what the hell I say. And like, this person who's on this ship, this captain is like, but I'm responding to people higher than you. And he's like, well, they're not here. So you could just shut the <laughs> hell up. <laughs> you know, exactly. like that kind of stuff was very interesting uh, versus, you know, for the most part though, the, the rebel side just kind of felt more of like an extension of where we were in return of the Jedi, I guess. Right. You know, people, doing it does, it feels very return of the Jedi ish. Yeah. Um, I do want to comment real quick on the squadron names. Uh, and when you're, when you're part of the rebel squadron, you are a Vanguard. Vanguard uh, five. Isn't Vanguard five. Called? And on the empire side, you're part of the Titan squadron. Yeah. Which to me sounds more, more BA. Uh, do you not know yeah. what a Vanguard is? <laughs> yeah, well, I do, but I mean, just Titan. I just, I love the word Titan. You just love the but Tennessee uh, it, Titans. We got it. Derek Henry. What, uh, Real quick tangent, you start off in the first two, the first, the first thing you fly actually is a TIE fighter. Of course. Um, and then you, first time you fly as a, um, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Rebel. Oh, the Vanguard. You, yeah, Rebel, you're, you fly an X-Wing. So those are cool. Shocker. Um, <laughs> shocker. But they, they, they do a good job and eat, you don't have like cookie cutter, you know, abilities no. on each ship. Each, each. Each one's different, right? Like, I think the biggest difference between the TIE Fighters and the X-Wings. Um, so the the X-Wings have a shield repair ability that you can do. So it's a lot easier because you have the droid back there, basically. You can mm -hmm. consistently keep your health up without having to use the resupplies that they give you. Whereas, um, I can't remember exactly what the what the LB uh, special kind of defense thing is, but it's very different for the TIE fighter. Um, but at the same time, I think the TIE fighter has a lot more rockets to use. Like I found when I was using like, you know, like when I was in an X wing, I wasn't using my rockets as much cause they would take longer to track so, and yes, like certain and things. That. Whereas it was the go-to in the TIE fighters. Like, okay, they're coming at me full straight on. Rocket, 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 rocket. And you're right. They're they're more they're more of an aggressive vehicle. Yeah. Um. They're armed. They're in their engines. I want to say the ability, because because you you're throwing a bunch of different things you can do in these ships, and it's mm -hmm. at first I'm not gonna lie to you, it was a lot to take in. But it yeah. If you I did set what setting are you playing on? I'm playing on pilot. I think. yeah. I just played the basic pilot. Yeah, and it, the the setting for pilot says if you've ever played a basically a video game where you flew around, this is probably the setting for you. Yeah. And technically I had done that. Um, but the, uh, the TIE fighter is set up, I thought to be more aggressive. It, it's got a health that deteriorates and you really can't get it back up. No. Whereas the X wing, like, like Chris said, you can, and, and it just showed, I felt like the ships for the, um, for the empire were, were more so like that. There's one mission you do where you're kind of in a, I don't want to call it a healing airplane thing you know oh you're talking fighter. about on the empire side yeah where you're throwing shields on other things yeah. and you're kind of like a support specialist in the in the space air uh 
I didn't like that one at all. I'll, I'll never play. That I, I did not like that mission either, mainly just because there wasn't a good way to keep track of the rockets. Like if you didn't, when they were doing that right. part of the mission, it was furiating at times where I would get spun around because, you know, at the same time you're doing this, like the, the fun thing about this game is that it's organized chaos, right? Like you're given a mission, but like (laughs) of saying like destroy this or protect this, but at the same time, whether you're on the empire or the rebels, there's the opposite equivalent, just dogfighting everyone. And then like, Lord help you. If you're going against the empire and a cruiser has come in, you know, and they're firing their lasers and they have tractor beams and all this other crazy stuff going on that you have to deal with. But in that kind of mission where you're just trying not to take damage for yourself, you're trying to find these rockets and you're trying to avoid all the X-Wings coming at you. It's a, it's a little bit much to take in. I think in those yeah, movies. and they and they bring not just X wings at you or Tie fighters, you know. Yeah. They bring the big boys sometimes. Yeah, they do. And you've got to you gotta you gotta pay attention to that stuff because you can get bombarded. Uh, when you're in an X wing, you have an ability to put your force field kind of in the front or back of you, and it kind of depends yeah, on so cool. as you approach a vehicle. And let's say that they teach you that, and you didn't pay attention to it, you're going to find yourself blown up yeah. uh, quickly. So that's that's the thing when they throw a new thing at you depending on the ship you're in or the mission you're on, pay attention to that because it is, it's very helpful. And it actually, I don't know. It's like, so one of the things they teach you, Chris is uh, you can, you can direct your squadron. Once you kind of lock onto something, you can direct them to help you shoot it down. Right. Correct. I don't like that. We didn't learn that for so long. Yeah. Like and that, I- that is a pretty awesome move and you would think that is a staple in a squadron like in star wars right yeah and i I don't think there's the best control setup that they could have gone with outside of the joystick functions and the fact that you know the trigger is what it is right that made sense but like targeting like there's two ways to target right there's the left trigger one you can do, which is targets whatever in front of you, which kind of doesn't always work because it sometimes you have a a fellow, you know, friendly pilot gets in front of you and you're tracking him. You're like, I don't want to track him. But then like, you know, it, it doesn't always alert you to the best thing. But then there's like you can hit I, I'm guessing it's the X button on, on PlayStation. It was the A button on my PC controller um, yeah. that will actually show you the nearest like main mission target that you're going for and like it just did not feel good to remove my hand from uh, my joystick to to press a it just wasn't going well i guess i could have i never got frustrated enough to ever set my custom controls because you know elite controller and all that kind of stuff but like (laughs) that that's the thing like the same with the uh, team commands I didn't feel like they were well functioning enough that it was something like say a Dragon Age or Mass Effect, those kind of games where or Gears, uh, where I really felt Assassin's Creed is what came to mind for me. Oh yeah, yeah, you could do that where you called them in back in the day. Um, but like there was never a point where I was consistently directing traffic, but it was never a problem on the difficulty I was playing. I'm guessing you play the higher difficulties, that's when you have to become really, really good with all these secondary things. It was more oh, the other, the part that I thought did work well for those kind of customization things was the more so on the fly being able to switch between like 
Am I going for speed? Am I going for damage? Am I caring about my shields or do I just want a balanced approach? And there were pros and cons to situations where, you know, you kind of just go, I have to do It's Like there's, there's one mission where you're in a B bomber and you know, you're going over this base and you're like, you're not really using your lasers because one, they're not that powerful on this device. Right. But two, you're basically exposed to tons of rockets if you, you know, if you're not careful. So you need to think about switching the shields because all you're doing is dropping bombs, right? Things like that. Um, and that's where I thought they, they did get it right. So it was kind of a little bit mixed thing for me of like, I'm really glad they put in all these secondary controls and it wasn't just some, as we feared, maybe it's worse. That was going to be a port of the exact same fighting we saw in Battlefront two in those missions but i I don't think it is no but like this it it definitely feels like it has these systems where you know of course the radio call stuff i don't think would matter as much on the multiplayer side so i guess it makes sense that they would uh focus on the different aspects of your own ship and i i do feel like those work exceptionally well like as you said like being in the tie fighter and being able to all of a sudden decide to overpower your your engines or your uh or your lasers for a very short period right or having that boost factor in the x-wing where you could just quickly get out of trouble if things are going wrong for you yeah and, and i don't know if if the vr element has it it kind of enhanced what i felt mm-hmm. um I, and you did say you dabbled in vr but i felt all of these moments and all these fights were way more intense than if i didn't have the vr headset on but i don't know oh it was still intense for me yeah, I was gonna say you played kind of both. Yeah, uh, I just know that I'm feeling I'm feeling everything. It's it's mm-hmm. you guys out there that have played VR, you know what I mean by that. Those that that haven't, you can only imagine. But I mean, when I look down, as Chris would say, in my cock seat in the <laughs> cockpit, um, I would see, <laughs> I would see that could I would see I'm in I'm in an X-wing or I'm in a Tie Fighter, and it's cool. I can turn around and see the droid. And then what I wish that I was, we were at a point and that I'm, I'm past the PSVR mm-hmm. and I'm at a point where I have a, maybe a touch capacitive glove on where yeah. I can reach forward and touch the screen to enable the extra engine it, or the, you know, that would be kind of dope, right? It's like, you almost wish you could play it with the, uh, the valve. Yeah. One where at least you have the, you know, the control of your five fingers because that's like the one thing you you do have to play this in vr with a normal controller so it you know that's maybe the part where it is a little bit lacking in the immersion is like yeah you're right it would be nice to know like my left hand is consistently on the throttle or whatever you know and then you know having your right hand be the yaw and you know along with the trigger and all that kind of stuff i will say holding the controller kind of down in my loins (laughs) It, it helped the immersion of holding the the controller in the ship. You felt like you and were in the cockseat. I did feel like I was a captain of the cockseat. I will say that if I pushed, you know, for me it was the directional pads. Yeah, I think that's same. for you too. Yes, to, to switch if I'm going engine or weapons, my dude at least reached up at the exact moment that I pushed the button. Yeah, so that helped some with the immersion. I'm I, I'm glad they thought about that. Um, but I, I got to tell you once again, I uh, I really am I'm finding myself really enjoying uh, a game that I did not think I would enjoy. Yeah, and um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I picked it up for you know PlayStation on PSVR. 
Did you did you dabble any in the online play at all? I have not. Um, me either. Uh, it's uh, uh, from my understanding. I was ahead, I was streaming last night and Rublock uh, came in and he said he he'd played it a little bit and basically he just can't kept getting matched against people obviously or just like ace of ace combat pros and he would just get shot down but i i think there is a good base there i haven't heard amazing amazing things on it but you know i would wonder over time if they patch this and you know get maybe better balance their matchmaking better or something yeah that they could get Uh, there uh, there is a dogfight which they say is like if you're a call of duty guy or a battlefield guy it's kind of like a death match and then they have fleet battles too. Which yeah, that sounded to me a lot like that. Does sound like something from uh, Battlefront, which yeah. basically would be like you know you had your A, Bs, and Cs, and you're kind of trying to take control. Either you're the defensive side trying to protect the A, Bs, and Cs, or else you're the attacking side. And basically, as you destroy a thing, you know it opens up and makes it harder for. Uh, the defenders to defend yeah the defenders to defend yeah i mean but for me not playing online is i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a nod to the fact that i'm enjoying the story mm-hmm. i know you you hinted that it's not the most powerful story it's almost it's one of those stories you can almost guess what's gonna happen next you see things coming and yeah in a way, that's a simple story right that, I, and you don't mean that it's a bad story per se about the only time i'm paying attention are the main cutscenes, and you know just listening to what the objectives are going to be for a mission which for the most part they they follow a standard kind of pattern i would say but the the scenarios and the settings all feel unique and different right and of course the different ships uh that you're given throughout on both sides kind of make each one not be a complete repeat um it's more of like for the story part of it so when you're in the hangar bay, whether you're with the Empire or the Rebels, there are people around that you, mainly who are your teammates, which I do think come off a lot better when you're actually in mission and they're just talking around you yeah. and kind of being in like a natural team. But like you can go up and you can just like, they'll just start talking to you. And it feels like a freaking 2012 game at this point because you're just a silent character that doesn't say anything while they just ramble on for like four minutes with no response or not even yeah, like an input. Like or we, Yeah, we have no, uh, what is it called? That tree that pops up where you could, yeah. you could pick A, B, or C. We don't have anything. Yeah. How do you think it feels in VR when I'm standing in front of the red alien guy <laughs> on the rebel side with his weird eyeballs blinking at me? Yeah. You know, and he's just talking and I'm like, uh, buddy? But. Yeah. It, I've had like I, I did it you know they made you talk to these people in the opening one and I have not talked to one since because I was just like this is just taking too long and it's it's not very interesting to me you know it's not bad voice acting or anything I'm just no, like okay. that, but it's funny that I have because I'm I'm trophy hunting I don't know what the trophies are yeah, yeah. but I go if I don't talk to every one of these guys every time this will be the trophy I miss and that would anger me because I'm playing on PlayStation but you're not gonna <laughs> beat this game on the hardest difficulty which is probably what they're gonna require yeah. You're just right. give up the trophy and move on. Just just move on. You're you're you know what? Truer words have never been said. But yeah. Ever. I look, I can see in some corners and, the, and like in those moments, I see why this is a $40 game versus a $60 game. Yeah. But I think it's also, you know, EA gets a lot of crap for kind of just trying to make money and and not so much great content. 
this is actually something I will give them credit for. Like, you know, they priced this game, I think, correctly, and it's what made me pick it up and it's made me stick with it, right? Like the idea that, you know, you're going to get about an eight-hour campaign or so, uh, even if you don't care about the multiplayer, that has full VR immersion, whether you're on the console or you're on a PC, and it runs pretty fine from everything I can see. And, you know, the controls and the combat and the AI, and I'm guessing the higher you go up, the more intense it gets, right? You know, as far as if you really do want that true flight sim. uh, You say AI. I was going to say that my guys have run into me before. Yeah, I've done that too. (laughs) I was like, buddy, what are you doing? Sometimes you're just going around these like scattered rock fields and you turn to get away from one guy and you go, oh, there's a boulder there. Well, that's not good. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) We're all doing good. Give me a resupply. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Would you agree with this, though? If this had been $60, and let's say we picked it up, I and and everything I know about the game right now, I'd been like, man, I wish I wouldn't have paid sixty. Yeah, then I would have forty. I feel like I got my forty. Like exactly, like you said, it's perfect. You know, yes, because it feels you know maybe not the the cutscenes in the in the hangar bay area, but when you're actually on their beautiful settings that feel unique and very Star Warsy, um, yeah, and you know just really cool, you know flights like combat stuff that you would want from something like this as a star Wars fan. Yeah. I, I, in VR, you look down on a planet that you've just, you know, got to, and you're like, Holy crap. That really does look like a planet's below me. And right. then above you is like a Imperial star death destroyer troop. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God. It just, the immersion is there. They did, they did really well on that. Um, I was trying to think of any knocks that I have on it. Um, we went over how some of the controls kind of feel a little weird, but I don't, I don't have a way to come back and say, maybe they could have done this other than in VR, I reach out and touch it, but I can't do that on PSVR. Reach so. out in touch. Oh. Exactly. Um. The cutscenes they're they're just meh. Uh, like yeah. Chris said, they look nice. I mean, they look nice. The, the, the faces and everything, they, they don't look like dead characters or anything. I think they're fine. I feel like you get most of your story when you go into the briefing room and it almost seems like you always talk to your boss in each cutscene first and then you get the mission details. Yeah. That's kind of what keeps the story going. Yeah. Um, and and I, it is nice, even though it's like consistent, it it always feels like you're about to go on, you know, when you're doing those briefings, that you're about to go on the run at the end of Return of the Jedi and, and everyone's yeah, around. It, it like, you know, the immersion with the the holograph coming up. It just, yeah. that's, that's where you're like, okay, if you're a star Wars fan, you're like, this is nice fan service. This yeah. is nice. Yeah. They, they definitely, they, they got their star Wars paintbrush. They mm-hmm. painted all over it and it's nice and shiny and it's there uh, as a, as a star Wars fan. And Chris is not, not a star Wars fan, but I mean, I, I kind of fanboy over him way more than he does. Yeah. I'm just a critical star Wars fan. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. The, it, the game is, it's got star Wars all in it. Official music, official Canon, yeah, music. Uh, we good. told you, yeah, reference music's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's got references from all the movies. All there's even a they say Skywalker luck one time. I want to. I think Wedge Antilly says that to you. Yeah, there you um, go. Wedge shows up in this game for a second. Yeah. And he's in, the only reason I bring Wedge up is you saw him in the trailer. I right. would not spoil that for you. Wedge, you're like in VR. I'm standing in front of Wedge, and it 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 made me feel like 
sometimes in VR, and I, I mentioned this in, in Darth Vader's game too, Immortal. Yeah. Um, you go, oh my God, this is how I would feel if I was in the movie that I've watched for years. You feel like you're, I'm, I'm standing in like in, you know, in like Chris said, in front of this meeting, I'm, I feel like I'm in Return of the Jedi. Oh my God. Yeah. It, there is a feeling that takes over, right, Chris? Yes. And, and I have to say, it is nice to see a Star Wars game because we really haven't had this yet. Uh, this since the EA deal and everything came back that really, you know, there's no lightsabers, there's no Luke and Leia, there's no Han, you know, Darth Vader, any of that kind of stuff. It's like, no, 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 here's just a contained series of events that is, you know, that reminds you that this is a battle taking place throughout a galaxy. You know, it's not just those main characters that there's a lot of stories that can be told a lot of different perspectives. And I, I actually, really appreciate this because you know like while i enjoyed um uh what's called uh fallen jedi and all that it, it did kind of try to use i mean like its most powerful moment is literally pulling on your fandom as a star wars fan <laughs> in that last part and there's nothing yeah. really that i've seen in this game so far i haven't finished it yet but like you know everything there's no indication that all of a sudden darth vader is going to rise from the dead and climb into his uh his fighter and you know chase me down or something you know or that i have to get in a battle with luke right it's just it's these characters and you feel like that's where the objective is is these two former companions now rivals that would be well in theory darth vader is not darth vader anymore after indoor right no in theory he he's uh he's, he's dead he's back in he's dead <laughs> So he can't come in his, you know, TIE fighter, airplane, machine, spaceship thing to kill you. Um, but Luke, in theory, let's say, yeah. what, how bad? He could th- show up in his X-Wing and blast us out of the sky at the end. We don't know how this is going to go. No, he's, he's, over ruining, he's off ruining Kylo Ren's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, we're both, we've played pretty far. I don't know. Th- I, Chris asked me today what mission I'm on. I'll tell you this. The prologue is three parts. Yeah, it is. Um, and you actually get a trophy when you finish that. And I was like, wow, that was that was just a prologue? I didn't know it was three parts. I and think you got missions. I think in all, when I looked at the guide, it was like 13 missions total. I don't know if that I'm on mission nine. nine. Yeah, I think I'm on 10 is where I stopped last night. So, yeah, we're, we're and about it, like, the same place. Like, like I, I get in the VR and, I, you know, I strap on and... I usually do about a mission or two a day since it came out. Uh, and it, it just, it's felt right. It's felt like a good pace. Yeah. The story for me is, is enough to keep me wanting to play, but the immersion in the, in the flying and being a part of the squadron, I think is a, is a notch better than the story. If I had to, that's if those two, do you think that's fair? I think it's fair. Um, yeah. Um, how you think we're ready to do some Richards? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, but I will add, if you do like to customize, right? Tons. Uh, there's tons of customization. I'll leave it at that. Mm. Tons of customization. Huge customization. So, huge. Largest customization you've ever seen. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're going to love it's it. It's going to be great. You'll love it. Um, but yeah, do you want to give your Richard first, or do you want me to? I I can go first. Not a big deal. Um, it's I, I would say it's a 7.5. I think it's a good solid game i i believe 7.5s are not bad games you know i don't think this is a game that 
is going to, you know, somehow make you a Star Wars fan if you're not already. I don't think if you hate flight combat games, then I don't think it's going to do something to win you over simply because it's Star Wars. Um, but if you enjoy both of these things, you know, maybe, you know, if you, I think $40 is a fair price point for what you get out of this, but even here, like, especially when this game hits on sale and probably about two months as we get into black Friday and all that, uh, you know, and you see this game on sale for 25 bucks, I'd be like, if you love star Wars, why not give it a shot, man? Because it really does. As Sean said, like the story is serviceable which, you know, kind of reminds me of like, say the old Warcraft campaigns where you're like, okay, this is getting me to where I need, but you know, the main thing is the combat and that's what I'm here for. And I think the combat is solid. It's fun. Uh, and it doesn't ever, I I don't think the game is too long where you're going to feel like it's wearing its welcome as far as, you know, just padding a story for the sake of giving, saying that you had plenty of content. I agree. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it slightly higher as an eight. I'm not gonna go crazy. Chris it would been, it, would, it would have been funny if you'd been like, I'm gonna go slightly higher. It's a nine point five. <laughs> I'm giving it an eight, man. It's a and like we say, if we give you a seven five or an eight, Richard, yeah, that game's a fun, playable game. Uh, what I like about it is Chris. Chris kind of just alluded to it what he was saying, but when you go into these fights, there is no like, oh, the enemy is gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have a constant new fight on any anything that comes at you within your mission. Um, if you're going against X wings, they they're doing crazy things. If you're going against Tie Fighters, they're doing crazy things. Uh, the challenge is there. Uh, it's just it's it's just not it's not the best Star Wars game ever. And I know the last one I did was it's a completely different developer. Um, but it was the the Vader Immortal. That game was amazing. It's short as crap, but oh my god, this game isn't amazing for me. But it is very fun, and I really like being able to have my VR headset on and and go into a world that's post indoor. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like Chris said, it carried on without these big names that you're used to, but it it gave you just enough and you know, just enough about it to go, man, this is, I'm in the world and it's great. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot to finish it. <laughs> <That's what laughs> um, and I, I hope Chris does too, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It'll be one of these things that we'll play an hour or two a day, maybe, or whatever. That, that's literally what I've done. Um, since I picked it up, cause I think I got a few days before you and John did. And of yeah. course I was, I was away this past weekend in Florida, but, you know, for the most, you can't <laughs> prove that you weren't there. True. You don't know how much beer I drank. It was a lot of beer. Um, so oh, much beer. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it, before that it was pretty much, that was pretty much what I was doing was like every day I'd play like two missions and that fell enough. Cause that was like about 30, 40 minutes. I was like, okay, put it down, come back and ready to play again. And it's just as fun. Yeah. And I, I speak the same. So, uh, one last thing, like, it, like I gotta just echo what Chris said. Forty dollars is a great price point. Mm-hmm. You have a PSVR, highly recommended to get it if you're a Star Wars fan. Same if you got uh, an Oculus, and if you've got an Oculus. And dudes, if it drops down on these Black Friday sales coming up under forty in the twenties, mm-hmm. you gotta pick it up if you're a Star Wars fan and you like flying games. It's it really is decent and it's good. And 
we uh we had a good time. So thanks. Mm-hmm. And if you're ready to move on to this the the, the earliest prepared news of all time <laughs> by our news team, Chris, I'm ready if you are. There were events for the last 98 hours that were not covered this week. Things happened and uh <laughs> let's do it. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Might have to do it that way for now. That was actually nice. That was pretty. That's pretty nice, right? Right. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna split the news up. We have a, several articles. It's almost like the news team knew they were gonna not be on the show today. <laughs> Got some work done early, clocked out, and uh, we'll see them next week or something. But Chris, we just talked about squadrons, and I don't. There's a news article about it. Well, there are no updates on it. That's for sure. <laughs> What? In an interview with Upload VR creative director Ian Fraser said, never say never. However, the team, aka Motive, uh, currently has no plans for any post-launch content right now, nor an Oculus Quest port. Quote, we tried to treat in, uh, treat it in a kind of an old school approach saying, you paid the $40, this is the game. And its entirety is self-contained. We're not playing to add more content. This is the game. And we hope you understand the value of the proposition. However, Motive Studios is currently working on their next project. Their new mission statement is, quote, to empower players to create, experiment, live, and share their unique stories. We have several projects in the works. Unfortunately, they are undisclosed, so there's very little I can share right now. What I can tell you is that there's a lot of ambition going on the early success of Star Wars Squadrons in the studio and a lot of appetites to innovate. So that's cool. I like I like a statement like um a lot of appetites to innovate. That's pretty dope. I mean I I, I gotta be honest, don't you like the fact that they're saying this is just the game? Like yeah, it is what it is. They're like, I hey, like put this out for forty bucks. It is what it is. Go play it and maybe we'll make another one or we'll do something else. I mean the best thing EA could do right now is actually to say to one of its studios, hey, why don't you just go try to think what you want to do and, you know, it. pitch it. And then, yeah, we'll we'll let you make the game because eh, their strategy doesn't seem I, uh, to work too well right now. It's not, it's not working. <laughs> I am so refreshed by reading that and knowing that that's what this is. Right. I am. I come from a generation where you got the game and it was the game. And then I'm part of a lifespan of a gamer where we saw it go to this post launch and DLC stuff and mm-hmm. patching. It just, I like it. Uh, it. It's, it's very refreshing and I appreciate the guys and you know, we've had great, we're having a good experience with the game they gave us. So, yeah. you know, there's that. Woo-hoo. Uh, while there was no updates on squadrons, we do uh, have some news for updates coming to Genshin impact uh, developer developer mihoyo will add a new region to genshin impact in december this should be the second of three planned updates in six weeks there will be another update coming dragon spire will be added in late december with an estimated date of december 23rd that is right before christmas eve for all you who don't recognize that date version (laughs) 1.1 will arrive before that that called that's called unreconciled stars and is expected to arrive on November 11th. Uh, following both of these updates is version 1.3. It will arrive in February of 2021 mm-hmm. and add the Lantern Rite event. 
Right is spelled R-I-T-E. In future versions, we will combine the unique cultural and calendrial. Calendrial? Calendrial features. I guess that's what you're saying, like calendar events. Yeah. um, Of in-game regions with dates in the real world to host unique events in Mondstadt and Laiyu. The Chinese RPG is estimated to have already made $100 million in its first two weeks. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. I I place that DJ. I let the bouncer know that several of us, I dabbled in it for a minute, and I got to say I'm not playing it anymore. (laughs) Chris called it. Um, But uh, I told the guy that he could play it on his PlayStation 4, this bouncer at this club I DJ at, and uh, he texted me the other day, and he's already already in pretty deep in the game. So There you go. There you go. I don't want to tease anymore about that guy. Let me because he's a bouncer at a club. So well, let me tease you about some big navy news from AMD. Ooh, AMD recently unveiled its Ryzen 5000 series processors, which are certain to be tap natch. During the presentation, the company briefly teased its upcoming Radeon RX 6000 graphics card. The card will be unveiled on October 28th and is built on AMD's new RDNA 2 architecture. That is the same architecture powering both the PS5 and Xbox Series X. The company noted certain benchmarks using three games in 4K. Borderlands 3 will run at 61 frames, Modern Warfare at 88 frames, and Gears of War 5 at 73 frames. I think, to me, that says it's probably not going to be as powerful as, you know, uh, NVIDIA, but, you know, I think they're not necessarily trying to go for that right now. Right. Yeah, you know, right. like they make a lot of their as as it shows here that they make most of their graphics card money of consoles. Right. So, yeah, it's just kind of trying to get that technology to make sure that you can do both on the PC and and also on uh, on the console, you know, f- for them. So there, there's an option. But I could easily see it like imagine if these cards came in like you could get one for four thousand four thousand four hundred dollars. <laughs> You know, that that's a pretty good deal if it runs uh, efficiently. I'm thinking, uh, I, part of me is thinking that the, the the reason they're not running at like a gajillion frames per second is because they're games they're trying to, that are already out. They're already kind of what they are. Yeah. Maybe newer games will run better on these cards. But I mean, AMD right now is kind of the king of, of the chip. They just cannot get it together with graphics cards. Yeah, uh, and that's the path John and I took, and friend of the show, Wow Expert Josh. We all took um, Radeon cards in our builds, uh, and we wonder why. But I'm, it's fine. Uh, I'm probably just gonna get like the 5700 XT or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a 5600 now. I may get this RX 6000. I don't know. I would say but you I, should get that if you're gonna upgrade. If yeah, you're right. But it just depend. Like if the if the 5700 XT drops. Mm-hmm. like a hundred or so dollars. And, you know, it just depends on how all this comes together. True. Uh, we shall see, but it is what it is. I, I love, I'd love the fact that one of the members of the news team has a PC now. So we get PC news in our news. It's, it's hilarious how that transition happened. It is, it is um, hilarious. It's almost like speak, a living nightmare for me. Exactly. Speaking of John, uh, I'm your worst nightmare. Mortal Kombat 11 will be adding Sylvester Stallone's Rambo as a DLC character alongside Melina and Rain. 
Hey, right. The game will also receive an Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Edition, <laughs> which will arrive on November 17th. Both the original and Ultimate versions of the game are coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S, with free upgrades for current-gen owners. Next-gen will feature 4K dynamic resolution, enhanced visuals, improved loading times, and more. Rambo has been designed based on the original 1982 movie and has been fully voiced by none other than Sly himself. It looks like John John will be ripping spinal cords out real soon. Uh, It's real funny because I'll I'll bring it up when we go to social media and a little bit on our Twitter. Somebody actually brought this up there. I'm not going to play Mortal Kombat 11, even if Rambo's in it. Chris, you thoughts, prayers? Uh, if Mortal Kombat 11 ever comes to Games Pass, I might check it out, but that would probably be, I mean, I'm just not oh, into fighting games God. that much anymore. Maybe if Street Fighter ever comes out again, but um, yeah, I'm out of fighting games, Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. There was a time and place for that. I would be I'm more ex- excited to play Smash Bros with the, uh, Minecraft expansion. Yeah. That that's yeah. more interesting to me personally. Confirmed. Chris yeah. only likes Smash Bros. Yeah. Also confirmed. Safe transfers on your Sony uh, device. Sony has further elaborated on the save transfer functionality from PS4 to PS5. Save data can be transferred to the PS5 based on a developer decision. Cloud saves will be available for PlayStation Plus members and PS5 customers will find that their library will transfer after syncing. Select PS4 games will benefit from a games boost, which quote, may make PS4 games run with a higher or smoother frame rate. The following PS4 games will not be available on PS5. It's just a who's who of games right here. There's DWVR, Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1, TT Isle of Man, Ridge on the Edge 2, just deal with it. Uh, This actually does suck. Shao Complex Remastered, Robinson The Journey, We Sing, uh, another one, this kind of sucks. Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Shadow Inn, and Joe's Diner. Screw you, Joe, and your diner. Um, yeah. I, I have to say, like, this stuff, this week, a lot of stuff I saw from PlayStation, again, kind of says, like, I'm not worried about the PS5 in any way. Like, the way I think we are all kind of worried about the Xbox uh, One uh, when it first launched, right? Yeah. But it's clear the messaging has not been as tight it's a little different than xboxes <laughs> yeah like here where we have to iterate in like xbox is like well if you just have an xbox you know yeah whatever game works on there it'll work here and you'll get your co- you know you know all your saves will go over it's not a big deal for them and all that kind of stuff and then there was um did you watch the teardown video i don't think john put it yeah, in here i watched the teardown video and i'm like watching and i'm like dear god this thing is huge <laughs> that was the first was- thing Dude, the teardown video. So, I mean, one, I'm going to give them a nod of approval. They finally are showing stuff like the console and yeah. doing the teardown video. But it is as big as a man's torso. <laughs> and I just like, I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't know. What are they going to do to make this smaller eventually? Because Cause they always do. Yeah. Like, right. but you see that cooling thing and that's like that's the reason why it's huge like three-fourths of that freaking console is a cooling thing and the fan on too is also uh humongous yeah, yeah which i mean props to them because if there was the big criticism 
this last generation. The criticism. No, it was a general criticism. No, it was a general. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't notice mine. I gotta be honest. I think because I play because you live next to an airport. Yeah. You have no hearing. But, <laughs> but, it, but dude, that has to. They they had to do that because if they yeah. released the console that was loud again. But then you, you also had the part where uh, then the Xbox took a little bit of shot Sony, which was reminiscent to the days when ah. they got a shot of, from them on the sharing games. But uh, apparently to remove like the PlayStation stand to make it go from vertical to horizontal is like a 10 step process. Someone like put out an image where you're like, hey, if you want to change the vertical stand, make sure you get your official PlayStation 5 hardware change kit. And it was like a 45, you know, construction kit set or something like that. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's all unclear, but it does look very nice and very well produced. And I'm sure it will run efficiently and PlayStation people will be very happy. Uh, like I said, if you're, PlayStation is going to sell, it's going to be fine. Yeah. But people who have not seen that video mm. or don't have a clue on how big this thing is, you're going to be surprised on how big. Yeah. The bag is going to be that they have to put your box in when you walk out of your store. And even like uh, switching, if you want to put the extended, uh, if you want to put a second drive in there, right? Like on one hand, it's nice because you can use NEM.2 that is PCI 4.0. Which is do, great. But to do that, you're going to have to remove, you know, things, things. And, and kind of do a PC install versus like you go over to Xbox. Xbox seems to be more of like we're going the Apple route, right? Like. We don't want you to have to open up this box ever. So here's the thing that you just plug in. You know? Yeah, but aren't those things super expensive? So are the PCI fours. Like they put uh, them out the air. They listed the first one. The one terabyte one I saw in there was like two hundred and twenty dollars. So you know, it's gone it's are the days the, of USB hard drives. Yeah, yeah, that, that works so good. Um, so yeah, we're on the verge of some changes, ladies and gentlemen. We're having new consoles coming out soon. Tupac. Changes. Tupac. Changes. Changes for PlayStation Store happened as well. Uh, the PlayStation Store is about to receive an overhaul with limitations on what can be purchased. What? Starting October 19th, so that will be just in about five days uh, for, for the web, and October 28th for mobile, certain digital product products will no longer be available for purchase to include PS3 games, PSP, PS Vita games, apps, themes and avatars. Sony is also eliminating the your wish list feature. Wait, wait. I can't get avatars anymore. The only way to purchase these items going forward will be to purchase directly from the system associated with the game. I don't think I know what that means. So I guess they're saying if you want to buy a PS3 game, you're going to have to go on your PS3. Oh, to buy the avatar? Well, I don't know. I'm wondering if they're just saying they're getting rid of the apps, themes, and avatars as far as purchasable ones. And because I'm guessing that a lot of people just didn't buy themes, right? Dude, like most maybe. most of my themes that I have came from uh, games. See, I bought that, mine. Like most of mine, I got because they were free, or else they were part of a purchase of a game. Yeah, those suck. So I bought. <laughs> I bought. A bunch of like the ones that move and sing and stuff. I well, like that. Then you need to apparently have bought like 20 better, million more. <laughs> right. Oh my God. That's, that's crazy. Why do they got to mess with stuff? 
things change. As things do as change. Things said. You know, also changes. I've got no pivot for this next piece of news, Chris. What you know also changes when you go from Final Fantasy 15, the next one's called 16. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> according to Square Enix, Final Fantasy 16 has completed basic development and scenario production. Hmm, that's an interesting wording. Uh, according to reports, the company is looking for the final staff to join the Final Fantasy 16 team. Quote, we have already completed basic development and scenario production are continuing to create large-scale resources and build boss battles while expanding our various development tools. The new game has a medieval fantasy setting and is being produced by Nakoi Yoshida, the man behind the relaunch of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, yeah, he did very well on that. People really in this world love Yoshi. So I'm guessing uh, they're saying like we've completed the asset creation for it and I guess the engine and now they're going to build the game. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Uh, it just means they gave us an update, Chris. We're going to so, play it in 12 years. <laughs> yeah. If, if you follow Square Games uh, or if you love Square as a company, you know that they, they every since kind of like the relaunch of 14, they do try to give you something. It may not always be a full course meal of knowledge, but yeah, they say know, words. It, yeah. It, they say words. And you're like, Oh, that means they haven't forgot about us and they are still working. Good. Yay. I get, <laughs> um, we're down to our last piece of our last two pieces of news. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go first. And then Chris will uh, finish this thing out like a closer in the major league baseball circuit. Yeah. Uh, ghost of Shishima <laughs> is next gen bound. Uh, Sucker Punch has confirmed that Ghost of Tsushima will be playable on PS5 on day one via backwards compatibility. Hey. Uh, game boost for PS5 will allow the game to reach a frame rate of up to 60 frames per second. Hmm. The game will also support save transfers and faster load times. In addition, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a free co-op mode, will be out on October 16th. Ladies and gentlemen, that's two days from the time you've heard me say that. Yeah. Two days. This is a part of the 1.1 update and will also add new game plus with more trophies than a ghost and a ghost flower merchant, armor loadouts, a playtime indicator because everybody wants to know that, and new options in photo mode. I still have this game un uh, unwrapped. Wait, not yeah, you were you were really anticipating this one. Yeah, then I the, the then, thing with yeah the, the thing happened. Yeah, the thing. The thing. Uh. I platinum this game. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And it I, was like eight. <laughs> when I when count it was like eight, eight trophies. No, I said I, uh, 8.0, Richard. I oh, I yeah. I, uh, uh, I'm probably going to wait to pay it, play it on PS5 if I get a PS5. That's not a bad know. idea. I think that's one of the things that it did feel like because it was a 30 FPS game. I was like, man, I really wish this was just always 60 frames you know because it's a combat game right so you want and nice it, and smooth and it has the the theater mode i mean the game is a beautiful yeah. game yeah. so if you get those frame rates up dude and it's just buttery smooth i mean i it's don't good for it i don't know why it needs faster load times because the one thing that is very shocking of this game when you play it sean is when you fast travel it was like instantaneous almost just like when you think of like how a lot of fast travel and open world games is on this generation, it was like, oh, you fast travel and three or four seconds later, boom, you're there. So 
Maybe it'll just That's be cool. click there this time. I, I did. I didn't listen to that episode to be honest. Did John? Like, did John play this game? John played a little bit of it, but uh, he was not heavy into it. He couldn't say it, no, it was no, like he was no like comment. he was near Sekiro. I beat Sekiro. That's what I did. So no comment on the fast travel. That's apparently the best ever. From yeah, John. Yeah, apparently not. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've made it to our final piece of news this week. Finally, this uh, week. I think it's only fair that, uh, one, we set it up so Chris would say it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only fair because Chris is saying it. Yeah. We throw it back one time with an old school finally. Finally this week. Yeah. Finally this week. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who coming to consoles. Hey. Woo! Doctor Who, the edge of reality, is coming to PC and current uh, and next-gen consoles next year. The game is being developed by Maze Theory in partnership with BBC Studios. This is a reimagined version of the studio's 2019 VR title, Doctor Who, The Edge of Time. The Edge of Reality will offer, quote, new and compelling first-person adventure and feature the 13th Doctor, who is played by Jodie Whittaker. The game also features probably the most popular one, the 10th Doctor, David Tennant. I will probably pick this up. How's that going to work? Because it's Doctor Who and there's time and things can happen. Yeah, they always, they have like, spent, like the 50th anniversary, David Tennant came back and teamed up with uh, Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor. So they do things That's like that. That's very cool. Yeah, David Tennant was a good Doctor. I got to say from the times I've tried to watch it. Yeah, he's, I I, he's I my favorite. I, yeah, he was straight. Did you get the, uh, the the VR Doctor Who game? I did not. What are you doing? I mean... I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how you make a Doctor Who game that's extremely fun unless it's like, say, something more like a Firewatch or whatever, right? Like, just a click adventure thing. Yeah. You know, like, because Doctor Who's not so much about combat as it is, like, run. Well, you know, I'll tell you what you're getting for Christmas from me <laughs> Doctor Who VR. <laughs> but it's not coming out until next year. No, do- 2019 was Doctor Who VR. Oh, it's yeah. Old. Okay. Okay. But is it on yeah. Oculus? That's the question. We're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'd buy you whatever system it's on, but I had to stop that. Yeah, please, yeah. please buy me a PlayStation <laughs> VR for the sake. I of had to playing. stop that. Well, well, you're, you're certain to listen, news guy John. So thank you for the news this week. Yeah. Um, you know, we were a little worried that you missed out on some things, but I think, I think we're all right. I think. Mm. Who knows? I don't know. You want to shut knows? this up? We're both too lazy to go look. Do I want to wrap this up? Yeah, or, or shut it down. Uh I never wrap things up. I don't I think that's a flag on the play. I don't think that's normally when we say that. It is. Is it? Yeah, because you go never and then John says just uh, to be well, I mean I'm never wrapping it up, but yeah, I'm if you're ready to go on to emails and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Electronic mail from the future. In the year 3000. Ladies and gentlemen, in the year 2000. Anyway, if you want to uh, write your thoughts and prayers into us. Thoughts and prayers. prayers, um, And you choose to do that via email. This is the time of the show where we we read those emails. And you can do that at Weekly Games Chat 
at gmail.com. Once again, that's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We have a couple of emails we're going to read today. Uh, and I'll start off with one. Uh, let's see. It is from Platt. Uh-oh. Hey, Richards. What's up, Platt? What How up? How you doing, son? Just want to know if Sean had a next-gen console pre-order or not. I don't know. Just randomly came to mind. Keep up the great work. Much love, as always. Still waiting on my mailed, mailed like through the snail mail, permaban, because he does have a pre-order. Oh. He says, best, Platt. And I think, sir, you're trolling me, and you only sent that email because you know that at this moment in time, I do not have a next-gen pre-order. And I'm not okay with that. But uh, Chris does. And I just and replied the, to him and banned him. And you're banned. And if the gods are nice, Chris will get his 3080 before the Xbox comes out and things will happen. Uh, so Chris, we have a second email that we're going to read today. Yeah, it's from good old Manny G. I always like a Manny. A Manny, a Manny, a Manny. A Manny, right? He, Lil Wayne every time, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it has been a while. Last week I said I would write a fleshed out email. Two hours past, I checked my phone notifications and DJ Haygood says, if you want your emails read, send it now. Then it hits me. It was not two hours, but a week that had just passed. <laughs> Before I get started, I just want to give thoughts of prayers to Miami after getting the Richards uh, from the Lakers. I apologize for all the Lakers slander the entire season on Discord every time they killed one of my teams. And I admit LeBron got big Richard energy. That's all I have for you, Chris. That's all I need. <laughs> Sean and John. That's not how you spell John. Uh, the question I wanted to ask you guys is about PC upgrades. NVIDIA okay, dropped okay. their 3000 lineup and AMD body slammed Intel again. So I was wondering if any of you guys were going to consider upgrading your builds. Also, how has your transition been and do you have a definitive preference for gaming? Sean? I will say that I I don't plan on at least right now upgrading, considering that I I have a Ryzen seven thirty seven hundred X. It's it's fine right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may get the upgraded graphics card, but then I want to stop because I think that'll hold me over for a little while. Probably. Um, but I will have DJ money at some point, and I'll probably get an itch to build a computer, and I will. My my preference of gaming kind of just depends on the game that mm-hmm. I'm going to play. Um, I, and that may be a weak answer, but hopefully it's not. If it's VR right now, I kind of got to play a PlayStation. You know, if it's an IP Fair. that's that's uh, you know direct to one of the two consoles, I got to play it. But anything else that I can play, you know, I'll play on PC. But I will say that my PC preferences are mostly MMORPGs like Final Fantasy, uh, World of Warcraft. I've played Rust. You know. Those kind of games that I'll play on PC. So it just kind of it kind of depends. I'll let you finish the email, Chris. Last but not least, thank you, Chris, for the awesome stream, however long ago it was. I actually did one yesterday, but then I did one, I think, the previous Saturday for Star Wars. Uh, it was... Uh, oh, I remember this one. I was in yeah. there with you. Uh, texting in the chat with you guys, talking about Game of Thrones, and the weekend was freaking awesome. Yes, it's yes, always yes. Fun to I talk was in about chat that. with you, remember? You remember? Were you remember, in that? Buddy? I don't know if you were buddy? on that one. I was. You weren't. I think it was a I Saturday was. morning. You were hungover from your DJ gig. I, no, 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 no. I was in this one. Trust me. Okay. I, I can go check the video. <laughs> uh, no hard feelings, Chris Love. And thank you for uh, thank you all for keeping up with the podcast in these times. It's always a pleasure to listen to. This was not the best email, but I will try to write more and better ones in the future. Hey, I think it was solid. More better. 
your Baron Platt's email, wherever that was, you yeah, talk his about his heat. Pre-order. At least you had the courage to say something. Exactly. Platt. What about your heat, Platt? He's the only person I'll give smack to on the heat. <laughs> Game on, a mangy. Game on, a mini. Thank you for the email, sir. For sure. Uh, yeah. That's funny. He's already replied to your email. Yeah, I saw already. That. What do you say? That's fun. we're 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 gonna read that after this email. So we got an email from Lucy again. Uh, and it, we'll see what we do here. I just read it. So Lucy says, "Gosh, I so much love you guys. You're saving me through these awful nights. Huh? Would it be wrong if I say that Chris has got a really nice voice? I've been told I have a voice for radio. Uh, I think I'm in love with Chris's voice, and he's my favorite person on the show. Ooh." Hey. How's that make you feel, Chris? I don't it's know. Nice, right? I don't know about that. Thanks for reading my emails. You're so kind. And yeah, you should try that MTV stuff. Uh, unless you want to keep your podcast for radio or audio only, which I don't know why. The yeah. at IGN people are not that handsome and they're on YouTube. Like we said, we've got faces for radio and podcasts. Pod- exactly. Podcasts. They don't need podcasts. to see this mustache that's kind of like, yeah. I keep twirling now. I need to it's, stop it's doing It's kind of awesome. Anyways, I'll leave you. I'll promise to keep it short. Emails. Uh, and I have to study neurology stuff and anatomy yeah, stuff. That's cool. And watch the hub. It's so cool. <laughs> neurology. <laughs> Think about the most gore in video games and then try some neurology crap surgery. She's got laughing emojis. Okay. Love you, Chris. All right. I hope you're, I hope you're super fine. The rest of you guys. Oh, and I like that. You like football. Me too. Lucy PS no money talk. You guys, that's rude, but I got DJ money. I got to talk about. That's you know what true. I'm so I gotta flex that. Platt wrote back. Platt wrote back in five seconds after I banned him, and said, "I That's thought bands. I thought bands had to be issued by hosts." <laughs> oh my goodness, Platt! If he really think- wants to see how quickly he can get banned oh, by someone has, who's who's a ghost, no idea. You you are messing with the wrong people. Uh, he has no idea. So uh, on our Discord, which, again, if you want to find us, uh, you can just message us in some kind of way, and we will send you an invite. I sent out a reminder today as we were recording that said, everyone, boys and girls, send your emails now if you want them. Hydraberg sent a meme uh, of Winnie the Pooh. Hey. Uh, the first one says, eat a D, and that's <laughs> Winnie the Pooh in Winnie the Pooh shirt. The second one is Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh in like a tux with a bow tie that says, eat a bag of D's. The third says it's Winnie the Pooh. Now he has a monocle and, and a, a mustache with this tuxedo. And it says, thou shalt ingest a satchel of Richards. <laughs> <laughs> he says he thought of us when he saw that. I like that in Discord. Thank you. Um, Havel the Rock says, who's looking forward to season two of The Mandalorian? Yeah. I am. I am. Hydraberg said he's going to renew his sub for Disney Plus for that. Havel then says, this is the way as he should. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want some discord, that's the kind of stuff we talk about. You guys know this. I will pivot on over to Twitter where you can find us at weekly games chat on the Twitter, just like uh, our friend David underscore McClendon did. Hey. Uh, he asked which one of us would get one of these. I would, if I could download other tables and what he tweeted was a Zen studios mm-hmm. tweet who said they were working with at arcade one up. Um, it was a remarkable machine that was a pinball machine for Star Wars fans everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it's it's different. 
uh, where I think you can download or it's it's a crazy pinball machine idea. If you want to see it, the tweet is out there. It's it's mentioned at us. Um, as I mentioned before, someone had told us about John Rambo and the Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, and that was Acid Sugar. He says at Weekly Games Chat, John Effin Rambo. <laughs> and it is the <laughs> PlayStation tweet that says your worst nightmare comes to Mortal Kombat 11. And it's, it's Rambo just blasting fools. It's fantabulous. Uh, let's see. Lucy tweeted us. She said, hey, guys, it's in another email, which we've already read. We did have time to read it. Uh, and she says hello to Chris. She loves Chris. Hey. Dang. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, let's see here. I told you guys uh, we also keep up with fans of the show. Like Platt, I'd seen on Twitter that Platt got his dream uh, interview or whatever. I really hope that went well for you, sir. Uh, you can also follow us. We'll, we'll read tweets like we did today. Um, we have a new follow by Truth W. Flair. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to follow you back. She there says, hi, all. I'm Malaria of Way, Way Rest. Oh. Uh, she's apparently a gamer, and she wrote a book. That's super awesome. We'll end it there. I don't have anything else. Stop. We're not done. My my daughter's tapping me on the shoulder. I think she wants to say game on. We'll get there in a second. Um, but I think that's all I want to talk about. Just to wrap it, bring it all back together. Again, if you want to email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you want to tweet, you can find us on Twitter at weeklygameschat. And we have a Discord. It's nice. You should join it. Chris. Yeah. What do we do now? This has been episode 278 of Weekly Games. Are you Chat. sure? Because you you've are you been giving me wrong numbers recently. 277. Uh, if you like the show, <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever podcast service you want to use, and you'll get yeah. a new episode just like this one every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. If you all, almost didn't get one today. Yeah. No, I would have I would have came over to your house and given you COVID. No, no, I, I, I was going to postpone it a day. Oh, okay. I, I wanted John to be on because I knew he played the game, but he said yeah. that he's probably spending the night and yeah. all that but yeah yeah um yeah, if while you're there you want to give us a rating or a review helps people find the show uh and i just want to point out this uh meme i just saw where it says prime day has become too commercialized and everyone has forgotten the true meaning of the holiday he died for you people and there's a picture of a dead optimus prime so there you go i did see that tweet as well yeah <laughs> is optimus prime dead he died in the movie you don't remember that no. Yeah, in the in the original animated movie, that was the big thing. Uh, they killed Optimus. What? And then Hot Rod took over the Autobots, and then they promptly brought him back on the show because <laughs> Optimus freaking. When, when you say anytime the word Hot Rod is said, yeah, I think of Salt and Pepper's "What a Man." Wow. There's a lyric where he mentions the word. Hot yeah, I, I know the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I, I think I'm good, Chris. John, wherever you're at, man, we'll hope you're back next week. We hope uh, everything's going good. The yeah. reason you had to miss. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, thoughts and prayers for sure. And Chris, I'll just... Tinley's here, so we're good. Chris, I'll just say... Uh, game on. Game on, Sean. Game, game on, on, Johnny Bear. Hey, we did that together. And, yeah, we did. And uh, Tinley, are you ready? I'm going to say peace out, everybody. And Tinley's going to say something. Your mom's box. Peace out, Doug Life. I'm John. If I was here.